Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Globe, BAFTA, or a SAG You like those flicks? Come get your fix In a podcast called Mixed Bag Kia ora! Welcome to Mixed Bag where we review the mixed muddled meh movies of film history and today it's particularly murdery and mysterious i'm matt (laughs) i'm cassandra and i'm james got some new m's in there now with the the content of the film it's murderous it's mysterious i want to see matt's face on our video chat (laughs) rather than the uh thing so we we are doing this a remote one um this is a remote coronavirus special of uh mixed bag well hopefully a regular one Yes, we're recording from uh, different houses uh, via Zoom um, with different audio qualities. Yeah. Took a little while to set it up, but we've got to go in now. <laughs> we got some new equipment. There could be some teething pain, so Look, please just bear with us. If but... it's funky, blame it on the Rona. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> blame it on the, the Rona. <laughs> I was going to add to it. I just, just I'm it. just going to repeat He's your just joke. Amplifying the joke. Yeah, just yeah amplify exactly. the humor. How are we? How are you guys? I haven't seen you physically, obviously, since last time. We yeah. are. We're good. We're doing good. I've just got a thriving social life um, in Online. these times of isolation because, like, everybody suddenly wants to do, you know, like um, game nights via Zoom. We've oh, got our D and D sessions back in. Yeah. Um, got a weekly quiz to do. It's it's you know everybody's coming to me. I mean, as a person that rarely liked to leave my house originally. This is actually, <laughs> it's yeah. got to turn up for the books, you know. Like, it's like in- introvert extraordinaire now. Like I know. Yeah. It's, it's pretty they great. Cass is now, Cass is now a, a camera woman. Or, do you call it camera woman? You just say cameraman. Camera operator. Camera operator. There we go. <laughs> she's uh, she's Madam Social Butterfly. Yeah. Is that hey. problematic? For my new web series, which I'm not sure if I should keep doing, but I've made two videos now. All oh, right. Rick Allen. Uh, sequel came out today. Rick Allenman. So, yeah. if uh, those people who are not in the know, James has done um, a series of videos, two so far now, yeah. where he has brought back from the dead his impersonation of Alan Rickman. Yeah. And the motivation was like, look, I, I've i never known what to do with this character because it feels weird, especially now that Alan's passed away. But if it brings people happiness and if there's a slight remove with making it be Rick Allenman, then, like, whatever. If that makes people happy, that's cool. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> dubious sure from that. <laughs> hey, sure. People, people love it, okay? I saw those yeah. 100-plus likes. Yeah, I know. It's, it's it's you know, it's really speaking to the people out there. <laughs> yes. Um, if there's one voice to speak to the people, it's Alan Rickman's voice. What have you been getting up to in your house, Matt? Uh, look, I've been working from home. It has been a soup of... I don't know what day it is. It's Sunday. I've got work tomorrow. I have been tired, sleepy, blessed and depressed. You know, just, <laughs> just the usual. Um... But, you know, we've got a lot of months to go, so um, maybe I'll be productive by the Wednesday. I don't know. <laughs> Whenever <knows>? that is. <laughs> yeah. What is Wednesday? I, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a Twitter account that just every Thursday tweets the screenshot from Russian Doll of Natasha Leo going, <laughs> yeah. Thursday, what, what a, a concept. concept. And they're like, it just, you know, it's just really coming to its own in yeah. these times. Even more apt. <laughs> 
Well, the good thing about um, old lady Rona is that, you know, she's she's made us amplify our consumption of pop culture. Yeah. Mm. Which a good time to turn to the pop corner. Pop, 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 pop corner. <laughs> it's, the segues have just really upped the game. I know. This we've, always, time. we've always been such skilled segues. Yeah. We're smooth. I'm getting to the point. Well, let's talk about, about the big cat in the picture. Um, <laughs> that is just the, 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 that is the, cat the only entertainment hearts. to watch during Rona. Yeah. Is look sometimes truth is way stranger than fiction. Oh boy, absolutely. And it goes and today, this week especially, it goes by the name of Joe Exotic. <laughs> Joe Maldonado Passage Exotic. Yeah. Move over <laughs> Lion King. Tiger King is where it's at oh, on Netflix. Man. Absolutely. Where is the live action movie? We have started casting. For those of you that know, we are talking about the Netflix docu series sensation Tiger King. Murder, mayhem, and madness. It is extremely good. It is so good. It's just like, uh, it, <laughs> it's one of those things where every single episode, it's like seven episodes in it, eight episodes. I think it's eight or up. It's seven, seven, seven episodes seven long. Episodes. Um, and like each of those seven episodes contains enough story that you could have an entire other mini series that yeah. was just on the events of that one episode. And somehow it's all just this strange community of people, each of whom is stranger than the next, mm. um, but all in different yeah, ways. But- the cast of characters, they're all shady. Everyone's like, shady. And compelling. Everyone's fascinating. <laughs> but compelling. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've got our favorites, Joe Exotic, of course. Um, the titular Tiger yep. King. We've got Doc Antle. Doc Antle, the, the his, cult, cult his, running tiger I think guy. he's maybe his, my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> his harem. His harem of poor, like, teenage <laughs> girls. And, and he's tricked into living in him, working with you know, for $100 a week looking after tigers. Yeah, and people have chucked around, like, Philip Seymour Hoffman as a potential um, for that title. I'd like to just quickly say, if you want to see Philip Seymour Hoffman as a cult leader, it's already been made as the master, so so check that master, out. master, yeah. Um, um, we've got the iconic Carol Baskin. The iconic Carol Baskin. Yes. Um, and her turtle-like husband. Uh, and and you know and her missing probably presumed dead second husband Hang on, before that. That's, oh my god yeah. oh, we, we don't want to give everything away allegedly James. which she allegedly fed to the lions <laughs> allegedly, allegedly allegedly big cat <laughs> big cat rest you do not come for me <laughs> the thing is it's also just the way that everything is shot it's like no matter how different each of these people's outlooks on like life is they all have this overabiding like all-consuming love for big cats tigers and lions and leopards etc and all of them show this in the most like like sims house design ways like they're all (laughs) sitting there with these like leopard print couch with like tiger print curtains and they're just getting interviewed in these different scenarios and it honestly looks like if you're doing a video game like and designing a character who lives in a house and you're going to put like special textures on it like it doesn't make sense a human way to live everyone's so game to be filmed they're just like like joe exotic is blowing up stuff like shooting ak-47s he has nothing to hide and he just wants it on camera all the time oh boy yeah um yeah as you said like i was really really um impressed by the production design of the mm. show like, i'm just like did they all just arrange their houses ever so patently <laughs> to like you know but like, 
make the most impact on screen. I feel like there's no way you could go in Carol Baskin's house that didn't have like various big cat print all over it. Yeah. Carol, like, that's just how her house is. Carol was slightly aware of it though. She was like, when I walk in with my, you know, wearing like leopard print, people remember who that is. But that's some people true. are less but aware. You... They're just proudly wearing a bedazzled like I leopard mean suit i did love that moment where we saw joe getting dressed for his date taking like one fringed <laughs> leather jacket off a rack of uh, like six other different fringed leather jackets <laughs> right i just have to circle back to the carol being self-aware yes she's self-aware in part but also she will be remembered but also those employees in the capitol house will be like that crazy lady with a fucking leopard print. Yeah. yeah. Like, they'll be talking about her and they'll remember her, but not for the right reason. <laughs> Definitely reasons. not necessarily the well, way she thinks she will be It's kind of that Oscar Wilde thing of, uh, what is it? No no publicity is bad publicity. Mm-hmm. Um, where Yeah, but, but they always beat her to the punch, though. They always have the big cats up in the government <laughs> houses before she could even make a case. Yeah. So. Yeah. And they've... At, for a big cat. There's though. this whole sequence where, like, Joe tries to run for president of the United States, where he's just <laughs> yeah. happily embracing the fact that people are making fun of him because... He's happy to be on he TV. He knows he's a character. He's a story. I anyway, bet he's going to be like become like Tommy Wiseau in terms of when James Franco played him and he'll just start to like try to get into films and stuff when whoever is eventually cast. Yeah. Which, sure. Oh, he... He's in jail. He is in jail. That's <laughs> he's true. He's in jail, James. He's in jail. <laughs> also, Joe Exotic can get two husbands and I can't even get a different <laughs> So what does that say about the world? Uh... It's it's a big cat. It's big cat. Big cat. You got to invest in <laughs> some they tiger cubs. People in. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, you should watch this, everybody. Uh, it's very good. Mm. Yeah. Another thing that has rocked us. I mean, you got a preview last time we recorded, but the conclusion of the Circle Brazil, oh, which I started watching since. Unbelievable. There's some twists and turns in yeah. the Circle Brazil. <laughs> oh. It's a real time. Yeah. I mean, it's a kind of a tonic watching it because they're all in isolation and we're all in isolation mm-hmm. um and for some reason i think i'd win the circle of brazil <laughs> uh, except they get special little but... gifts outside the door and we need to especially arrange if that happens <laughs> yeah and our apartment's not yeah. as nice as their apartment yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not as nice. um so you watched the from the start to the to the end uh from uh yeah. two weeks well no a week ago um to, to now yeah who are some yeah. of your favorites just my favorite, um, definitely my runaway favorite was Luma. Luma's mm. great. Played, um, I'm not going to tell you. I mean, there was a preview of that last episode. But for those who want to watch, spoiler mm-hmm. free, um, go watch The Circle of Brazil and you'll know why Luma is a an amazing Luma won all of our hearts, to the I house. think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who else did I like? Uh, not much. I mean, I do like them to varying degrees. But Luma was the runaway kind of star. Yeah. Dumaresca, I guess, was a runner-up. Mm-hmm. Mm. And and Marina, who's very trusting. Oh, poor Marina. <laughs> yeah. Every every time someone yeah. just gives her um, a talk, she's like, oh, oh this is nice people. <laughs> oh, Even when she's girl. like, get up to take on somebody, by the end of it, she's like fully in the she's bag. too much of a softie. Yeah. Too soft for reality oh, I, TV. I had a soft spot for Lorraine. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, Lorraine. Yeah. Um, what else have you guys been yeah. up to in the worlds of pop culture? I've been tempted to watch Love Is Blind because I heard on a podcast that it's actually all right and that it's good trashy fun. Um, there is a couple from Love Is Blind that I follow on Instagram. I think they're the only ones who actually like stay together. Oh, yeah. 
Lauren and Cameron. They they're very they're very cute. Like a nice interracial couple. I like that you're following them on Instagram despite the fact that from the (laughs) sound of it you also haven't seen Lovers Blind. (laughs) I have not seen Lovers Blind, but they're all over the feeds. Right. Mm. Uh, so I may report back on that uh, next week. Uh, in further news, you, yeah, we should, or you may not, or may not. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, we've announced on our our socials, but we will say it here: we're going weekly. Yes, that's why we're here in your feed right now. Um, uh, <laughs> we're going to be around more regularly um, yeah, during this reporting this lockdown back. period, at least. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to be picking stuff that is a little bit more um, accessible to Something you. Something you can watch right on your computer. So most Netflix, maybe some Hulu, maybe some TV and Z on demand if we're getting local Ooh, or yeah. just different. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I joined Mubi recently. Oh, you did sign How's up. How's that going? I did, yeah. It's good. I watched a film. I like. I watched a nice Louise Mal Noir called Elevator to the Gallows. Nice. Uh, the other day, which was nice. One of the things good. you might not know <laughs> is that in terms of film connoisseurs, you might have uh, picked up on it in the Johnny Potts episode. Is that Matt doesn't just like these big mainstream stuff. He's he's into that weird shit, that art house shit. I am a little bit too, but <laughs> I've kind of like dropped off the radar um, a tiny bit, but. Yeah, and I've just been catching up on things that I've been meaning to watch for ages. I haven't watched a lot of, like, really old movies in a while, so I've just downloaded a bunch mm. of them. Like, I, you know, it's things that I haven't, big things I haven't seen, like The Magnificent Ambersons and, and The Women, which I just watched the other day, which is oh, really cool. fun. It's an ensemble of women. Mm. Um, don't watch the remake with Meg Ryan and Annette <laughs> Bening, because it's, I, mean, I, haven't, I haven't seen it, but it, it sounds How is, um, is Catherine Hepburn, is she good in that one? Is it Catherine? She is not. She's not. Oh, who am I thinking? Is it Liz Taylor? It is. Who is it? It's like Joan Crawford and Rosalind Russell. Ah. And Rosalind Russell from His Girl Friday, isn't it? Um, Norma Shearer, Joan Fontaine. Like, look, I can keep saying names, but no, none of our listeners will like identify who they are. Did Hepburn do a a Little Women? No, not Little Women. The Women. Oh, The Women. Oh, that's where I'm getting confused. Hepburn Hepburn did did do a Little little Woman. Do you know? She was a Joe, and Elizabeth Taylor did as well. She, she was an yeah. Annie. Right, okay. That's where my brain was going. You would be so disappointed, Matt. We did a quiz uh, where we had to name the woman that had won the most Academy Awards. And I said Catherine Hepburn, and then Cass wasn't sure, and then we went back and forth, and we landed on Meryl Streep in the end, which was incorrect. No. We just weren't sure. No, we should have said Catherine Hepburn. Yeah, should have stuck and to our guns. Yeah. Um, what else have we been up to? So I just finished reading Normal People, uh, Sally Rooney. Which, oh, um, is it Sally yeah, Rooney? Which yeah, which definitely is worth a, worth a read. Is it it's good? like um, probably one of those ones that I was not expecting it to be the genre that it was. I guess like yep. it's kind of almost like a romance, um, which oh, like I, I really appreciate it. I liked it a lot. It's a very easy read. Um, I guess just because it's like yeah, one of those cool. ones that has become like a very popular like literary thing to read recently yeah. um i'd sort of Look, expected it to be a bit more Sally highbrow Rooney. but you know it's not particularly highbrow it's very yeah. like popular fiction but it's it's well done um and it's a lot of fun to read yeah, yeah. um and then i'm halfway through I mean, amon mara's 2000 feet above worry level on my kindle uh which is a kindle cool. app on my phone because i had not had time to buy it before we get went into lockdown and i was feeling bad no, about neither it did I, and i regret yeah that. but it's yeah. Uh, it's like 15 bucks um from uh a small like independent uh what's it called a digital bookseller that you can then put onto like a Kindle or whatever or your phone or the Kindle app, which is what I'm using, um, which is great. Look, sounds complicated, but it sounds worth it's it. It's worth it. Amon it's great. Is amazing. <laughs> um, 
I should really get back to reading because I got gifted a lot of books <laughs> for my birthday and Christmas, and I have not read any of them. So maybe a good time to start. Also, Ari Sally Rooney. I keep thinking about that quote on Girls in the first episode of Girls, where she's like, um, where Lena Dunham's character is just like, I don't want to be a voice of any generation. I want I am the v- voice of this generation, and. I don't know. Just like I feel like Sally Rooney has kind of tapped into that. I'm not sure. Just because I hear her name. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I mean, she's, I think, the same age or one year, like, uh, I think she's the same age as us or like one year either side. I'm not sure. Um, and um, is... I'm 25. <laughs> of course, so. yes. Talking of, of voices <laughs> of a specific generation, um, I want to shout out uh, Annalise Jockham's Baby. If you haven't read that, um, this is a perfect oh, yeah. time to get reading on it because it's, it's so also good. about We read this ages isolation. ago, but it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it's a very toxic little bubble uh, yeah. that has formed um, across right. the story. I also completely butcher that Lena Dunham quote, but it's Lena Dunham, so yeah. What's she gonna do? Come, yeah. <laughs> come after you? Yeah. Hey. yeah. Um, I have. You look, everyone is like postponing and canceling their mm-hmm. stuff. Movies, music, television. Um, I have found a new Lord and Savior recently in the world of pop music. And she goes by the name of Dua. Lipa. I saw you yeah, tweeting about tweeting. this. Yeah. Yes. She released her album Future Nostalgia the other day. And it's just like pop, disco, everything I want. It's like the most perfect pop album since uh, Dedicated by Carly Rae <laughs> So look, it's got a 99 on Metacritic. So it's fucking good. It's not just me. The glove is um, down. And yeah, cool. Yeah, look, Swedish people know how to make pop music. Okay. ABBA, Roxette. Robin, I'm sure there are other people, but you know, Dua Lipa is the closest to, um, the, not the closest, the next, the, the next in line in Swedish pop royalty. All so right, I'll have to listen to it. That's yeah. me. That's my music corner. Nice. Yeah. I'm forcing everyone to listen to it this corner. <laughs> Thank you. You're All welcome. All right, we will. Um, well, is there anything else? No, I'm just simply murder. I don't know. That segue is very. Very bad. <laughs> we should. That segue deserves to die. And so. That segue is a segue most foul. You know what else is most foul? Murder. It's time for our feature presentation. Um, I just want to quickly remind us that last week we did a movie in a minute um, where we tried to describe the film in one minute. Um, and we had a go at Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Um, and then it'd be cool to do it this time again right. as well. Uh, Matt, since you didn't get a ch- time to do the synopsis right. of the film in one minute, do you want to have a go? Maybe get your phone out and do a, a timer okay. on it. All right. Well, I wasn't prepared. To I do know this it's today, cool. But... It's still okay. a bit of a sort of launching you <laughs> into it. Just a curveball. All right. Let's 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 see. As we get into it, should we, does anyone have a past relationship, uh, a history with this film? It's pretty I had recent. Never heard of this film until Matt said we should do it last week. Does anyone have a... What about a relationship <laughs> with murder mysteries in I love general? murder mysteries. Murder mysteries are my oh, favourite. I, I love murder <laughs> mysteries. Yeah, same. So, um, I suggested this one because like, it was one of those things on Netflix which came out, which I wasn't like... Um, I mean, it p- piqued my interest because of the mm. title, mm. but I wasn't prepared to click that play button just like yet, you know? It was just like, mm, maybe it's bad. Maybe I would regret it, but... It's short, it seems fun, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. see what we yeah. know about it. And 
Well, we thought about uh, yeah, it. Yeah, I, I was in the same boat of like, I wanted to see it at like a group party or something like or something like this. But yeah, there wasn't an excuse to just watch it by myself. In terms of murder mysteries, I'm this, in the same boat. Like parents raised me on Poirot and um, yeah, mainly Poirot, not so much oh Miss Marple, but um, good stuff. Yeah, my dad especially is a true crime aficionado. He just doesn't know it. Like there was a time when he would only watch the crime and investigation channel. <sighs> And UK TV was also his favorite. His favorite like Midsummer Murders, um, David Suchet's Poirot, and I'm oh, sure like there, Morse there was and heaps, stuff like that like, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, shit like that. Jonathan um, Creek. Oh yes, shout out oh, to Jonathan Creek. Love that. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> oh god. Rosemary yeah, and so. Thyme. Lots of classics. That's right. <laughs> oh my god. Rosemary, Rosemary and Thyme. That one was so good. We used to watch that every week. All right, you got your timer ready. I have. I do. All right, Matt. All right. Honesty box policy. Is, <laughs> you have to tell us when the time yeah, goes Yeah, yeah, well, it is, yeah. This is the um, murder mystery movie in a minute, and my time starts now. So murder mystery has a couple. Adam Sandler plays um, a police officer who has failed his detective um, test multiple times, is lying to his wife, Jennifer Addison, who's a hairdresser who's obsessed with murder mysteries. Um, it's also this, their 15-year anniversary, and he hasn't given her any presents um, or any vacations during their marriage. So she kind of gu- guilt trips accidentally, him accidentally to um, taking this trip to Europe. But once they're on the plane, she meets Luke Evans's character, Charles Cavendish, who turns out to be a scion or something. He's a Viscount. And um, as they follow him to the boat, the murder occurs. Uh, his rich uncle gets murdered and all of them are suspects and they are unwittingly um get get caught up in in this exotic cast of characters and one by one a lot of them get killed and by the end they solve the murder and that's one hey. it was kind of more of like the a one minute premise yeah exactly that's the <laughs> yeah. yeah um but yeah what did, what did you guys think of this film i guess so we just jump jump right in yeah let's do it um I don't know. It's, it's like I didn't mind it. It's actually it's, pretty good. Like I hated the first like, twenty minutes. Yeah. And then at that, like once they go to Europe and we stop having to worry about their like daily lives, it gets so much better. Once we get introduced to like the big major cast of suspects, then it's it improves exponentially. Yeah. Yeah, I think this film has like tonal whiplash, um, and that's because it's trying to do a bunch of like different things. Like this is from the writer who did like zodiac um who <laughs> yeah really? yeah and he's the he, sole writer for and he, zodiac he also did the amazing spider-man films so yeah. there's quite a bit of a range okay. <laughs> he's got a weird career um yeah. but so he's got to appeal the film has to appeal to like the adam sandlerness of it who's like who's yeah. like a big commodity for netflix that's like why this thing got bankrolled um but then there's like it's clearly written by someone who is like keenly like quite interested in murder mysteries so like wants to do a pretty good murder mystery yeah um so like th- and one it feels a lot stronger than the other because adam sandler films are like he's got quite a weird personality like his sense of humor is very odd like like he's obsessed with like dicks and stuff like that and more like crass kind of humor um and that Mm. doesn't always feel in sync with the rest of the film and also jennifer aniston who has uh more of a you know like the friends kind of style kind of approach more like Like sitcom observational humor style um so Mm. their chemistry felt real weird 
Uh, As a couple, I did not believe in him. In terms of the <laughs> gags. I actually thought they were such a believable uh, couple. Yeah. I don't know. I thought they just had an easy demeanor with each other. They didn't have... Well, it's not a very romantic film. It's not a very film, romantic film. Mind you. But their chemistry, I thought, was believable as someone... As two people who have spent a lot of time with mm. each other. And I just... I don't know. I, I felt it. I, I didn't feel like it was an impediment to my watching experience. I, I, I read that they were like... A, a couple that had been together for a while and I felt like their more dramatic stuff worked quite well it was just I guess the like the gags which felt like quite improvised like there were a lot of ones that like dropped and like didn't land all that strongly well here's the thing the comedy was bad yes yeah. this is the thing <laughs> mostly, not just because I, I guess the jokes were just limp like like where were the punchlines yeah. but I didn't really mind it because I come for the comedy it's really mm. like, if, like if they had spent just a tiny bit less on like comedy comedy and like making jokes and more on the pastiche yeah. of the murder mystery which is where it really excels both as an actual murder yeah. mystery and also like playing with the tropes of murder mysteries mm. like i think that you yeah. know like that's where the, its strength was and i wish it had slightly more leaned yeah. into that stuff but the thing is i also didn't mind the lame jokes it didn't really severely detracted from my watching experience i guess it just kept the tone right mm. for me which i was like okay these jokes aren't working but i also don't care yeah I, <laughs> like, I feel like in that first 20 to 30 minutes there's a dread that like is this all the film is going to be and yeah. that's like that was where we were really worried and it was like a definite like fuck this film yeah um there's some stuff at the beginning where it's just like oh we're gonna do like really awkwardly placed exposition through this scene where jennifer aniston's a hairdresser doing hair and like through like uh the Adam Sandler and his, his cop buddy his buddy and it's all just jokes. And it's like the sort of the setup of their marriage being that he's kind of like a schlub that's lying to his wife and she's the wife that's obsessed with like wanting like, you know, fancy things, I guess, that wants to go on holidays mm. and stuff like that is a pretty Very cliche, cliche. Yeah. like kind of start. And he's like sex crazed and like always yeah. like obsessed with... There's some weird... I don't know if No, he's... sex crazed is a strong word. Um, There's some weird like sex moments, which is just him being like, what? I think it's just quite... <laughs> just a crass... It's just like a yeah, classic kind of like, yeah, that, that sort yeah. of American, never, like, very broad humour. Well, to me, it never like... Yeah, it never... Um, crosses a line where it's like oh that's no i guess some of the dick stuff but like even it's, that was it's not really tame. problematic at any point yeah it's yeah. not like it, you're sitting there going like oh that's uh like a bad sweat like it's that's no, kind of no. offensive yeah, it's, it's just, just like uh. <laughs> the humor is just like i'm like okay, okay cool we're doing the dick joke yeah. again yeah. like I, I it's like... just you know and some dick jokes can be funny it's not like i'm saying like no dick jokes yeah. are ever funny but like there were just some which didn't feel like they actually landed they just yeah. sort of no. <laughs> they just wanted to insert the dick jokes <laughs> Just to keep keep it. We're just gonna place the them comedy. here and just just let them float away on the breeze. <laughs> there's a there's a couple of moments where you're worried that it's about to dip into problematic, like when they meet the Maharaja and stuff like that, or. Oh, but, but then they, quite, that was actually that, done that was pretty actually well. Quite, yeah, quite subverted quite well, and actually was one of the funny. Yeah, one of the side of the characters. Film. So we go through all of the different side character yeah. suspects they have, but one of the people that's in the this big group of rich weirdos that they end up hanging out with is like a maharaja yeah, so, who so, is like presented originally like starting out like to greet them with like bowing and like very, very mysterious, mysterious kind oriental of yeah. um, and then like yeah. he sort of breaks out of it by being like oh fam like that was just a trick i'm actually a british guy and then like has a full-on sort yeah. of like chav kind of accent 
<laughs> yeah, well, it's funny. It's funny because he like bows every time they try to mm. greet him. He bows, and they're like, "Okay, I guess we have to bow mm. now." But he does that three times, <laughs> and then and then yeah, he breaks out of the character to much to their relief, and and you know, it actually you get the punchline. It's the stupid yeah. Americans, mm. and are... it's the relief of the audience who are like, "Oh, thank God, they're yes. not doing like a <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah yeah." They're not making <laughs> fun of the Maharaja. They're having a laugh with the Maharaja. Yeah. I guess the the first one that we meet is um, Luke Evans's character called um, Kevin Charles Cavendish. Charles Cavendish. Which is a really yeah. good name, and as as Jennifer Lawrence's Jennifer Lawrence, sorry, Jennifer Aniston's um, character points out, is a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I also like the bit like this is way later in the film, but where like Adam Sandler like kicks open a door and says, "I'm coming for your dish." <laughs> Like, as a shortening of his name. I get it. I missed that. Yeah, when they're going into the mansion. Oh, right. (laughs) I was like... Yeah, I noticed that line by the time. I'm like, I took a weird shortening of Cavendish. I get it. (laughs) That's great. Um, I really liked uh, Luke Evans in this. He's good. He's he's a good job. I feel like he's like... His his looks he's he's like aging well with his looks as well. Like he still Mm. like looks like a... Wait, is he out of the closet again? I, I don't know. Oh, he that's was, right. He was out and then he was in again. Just say you're by like everyone it. else, Luke. Like, oh, no. <laughs> like yeah, I don't know. But um, he he plays that line of like, can you trust him? Is he a bad guy? Like really, really well. He's very suave yeah. and he's played plays this role. Mm. Really yeah, well. it's like an audition for a well, not an audition, but like a what you could have had if I was James Bond, I guess. <laughs> um, not that I ever I really know. wanted him as James Bond. I feel like he's more of a James Bond well, villain so, than James yeah. Bond. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the speed. That's true. He's, but he does that well, and it's like, you know, it's, it's it feels yeah. very easy as like a a, a rich like yeah, slightly tempting and... kind of uh, love interest yeah. prospect potentially for Jennifer Aniston who's of course yeah, and, and Adam Sandler yeah. gets jealous obviously yeah. and Adam yeah. Sandler has a has a character that he's particularly infatuated with as well called Grace um, Grace Ballard Grace Ballard now who was this actor Ballard. I think it's Gemma Arterton right it is Gemma oh, yeah. Arterton who is a former Bond mm-hmm. girl um it's so, so funny because like for the most of the film I was like why is she part of the will in the family because mm. like i don't she's just an actress it's like, not explained why she's supposed her to be relation there. Is, yeah we did immediately know yeah, so like, sp- spoilers for the end of murder mystery oh do we want to spoil it it's quite a good twisty turny one no because it's our podcast we have to t- tell All people right, how it let's ends. get into it um but spoilers Spoiler spoilers just <laughs> grace is the murderer uh but james and i guess that from like at the beginning <laughs> yeah because um because she left oh. the room and came back and be like what's going on when she came and i'm like okay she's either teamed with somebody else to murder or she's the murderer like yeah. you we, know it's the most obvious like right. yeah we had assumed that she had teamed up with um what's her name susie susie um because this kind right, of right. L- not lowest common denominator film but like we thought that they'd be like oh two hot women they're <laughs> lesbians they're having an affair but it was so 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 grace ballard oh yeah finish your point yeah it was i think like in terms of the number of different like it's it's uh, we say like we guessed it but it's not like we got every single point of it like there were enough like elements of the storytelling that you know we were like oh i get that part there okay cool and it's like it turns out there's another also killer as well and we didn't guess that one yeah we thought maybe it was a orient express kind of situation were all of them i thought that because, initially but then they kept yeah. dying yeah so i was like after oh, I the second not. person died we were um, like oh probably not 
Yeah. Well, to me, I was like, Grace Ballard, I was like, one, it didn't say where she was on the boat. She was just introduced as an actress, not even as a family friend. Yeah. Just like a mm. famous actress that's on the boat. And also, apparently, on the will. Yeah. Of of the uncle that gets murdered. Um, but also, they kept saying that she changed her name. But like, on her Wikipedia that flashed briefly, it says Grace Elizabeth Ballard. And I was like, where are you getting this information <laughs> from? <laughs> So I guess it's further, it's further down, down the, the page somewhere. Page. There are a few things that I, I always get a little bit annoyed when it's a murder mystery thing and there is like information that the detectives have that has never been revealed to the audience at any point and there are a couple of those at the reveal at the end which should kind of annoy me a bit. Yeah, because it's, I guess it's that balance between like comedy and murder mystery and trying to balance both camps. So like... Mm. Yeah. Um, and that's that's kind of what like how like I guess the main um, kind of... Uh, inspiration I like the Holmes and, and the um, the Agatha Christie ones and a lot of those have stuff that they don't reveal until the big Holmes I think Holmes does Agatha Christie doesn't which is one of the things that I really like oh, about really? her books is that she gives you everything so that when you see it you're like oh I'm such an idiot I didn't get it whereas like uh, Conan Doyle is notorious I, I, it's, I don't really like Sherlock Holmes I'm like one of the murderous people that doesn't really right, like Sherlock Holmes right. and it's because like too often Holmes will be like well because I studied this ancient Greek herb that was blah 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 and it's like but you didn't tell us about that in the story uh, yeah, how are we supposed yeah. to know that which annoys me and there, there's a couple of moments of that at the end of this where they're like ah we discovered that this person this was your last name or like that you know we checked with my, with my friend yeah. and um, he yeah. traced this particular he tra- checked the, the death records I don't know I I Yes, about the um, the other th- stuff that's like um, the investigation with his friend, which we'll get to later. But I yeah. think mm. the last name, I could kind of see it because they have mentioned the, the mother's last name. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, that one was not mm. so much of an yeah. issue. It was more the like death records bit that I was like, well, yeah, I, yeah, I would have liked to yeah. know that. Like- yeah. <laughs> to quickly explain, they um, when they're on the airplane, Jennifer Aniston's reading a book and Adam Sandler makes the joke, oh, the butler did it. The butler always does it. And then uh, lo and behold, we find out that Grace's true last name was Grace Butler. butler. Yeah. yeah, which is, I think, a really fun way of paying it yeah. off. And when we were watching at the start where the film had not particularly been very good, um, you get worried that like they're going to be bad at the murder mystery and that you know there's going to be a butler character and then you think it's not them, but then it is them. So I was really glad that, yeah, it turned out to be a lot smarter oh, yeah, than the plot, you expected. The plot stuff is a lot smarter. We just lost... Are you all good? <laughs> no, it's, it's Matt good. just keeps falling. What's happening? The mic keeps falling, okay? Oh, yes, it is. Uh, so it's we've lent... It's very flimsy. We've, We've lent Matt the um, our old mic, uh, and unfortunately, it has like a tiny little stand that like always also, slips off tables. Old so. Mike, your stripper name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I mean, going forward, there's bound to be a couple more errors like this. So there's there's it's s- lo-fi. It's so your homespun. ones. Uh, what is it? It's little. Rustic. What do they call it? Fancy mic. Yeah. And we're we're old mic. You're old mic. I'm old mic. <laughs> oh, I see. Cool. Can we c- call the mic something as well? Sure, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I don't know how we've gone on to this. We can be like, oh, little Mikey, in case there's another explosion on Matt's. <laughs> Whenever, because we're calling Matt on Zoom, there's like a big like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the camera um, just shifted very yeah, dramatically. Yeah. Um, all right. Who anyway, so talking have... through the cast, yeah. We have, we have Terrence. 
Oh. Terence Stamper's big old granddaddy Quince. Um, Uncle Quince. Billionaire Uncle. Quince. <laughs> Uncle Quince. You just make everyone older than they really are. <laughs> he is pretty old. He's quite yeah. old. He's ancient. I was, because they, they talk him up for ages, and I was like, if it's not, if it's anyone other than Brian Cox, I'm going to be disappointed. Because, you know, like, Brian Cox for Succession, obviously not a murder mystery, but, you know, there's a lot of, like, scheming for daddy um you get christopher (laughs) christopher Plummer and knives out um which is a film that this one you could compare to this too this one i think came out earlier yeah is that right yeah it dropped earlier i think yeah Yeah. um and so that one is a lot more successful with the balance of like comedy and um murder mystery of appealing both of those camps it's also like a bit more highbrow yeah yeah, this yeah. is trying to do like some of the same things, but not all of the same things, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And um, so Terence Stamp, though, comparing to those characters, has about four lines. That's true. He gets a big <laughs> monologue, which is kind of fun. Um, he gets a free trip to Monaco. Yeah, yeah. which is you know, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. Um, so yeah, but what sort of happened in the family is that um, Jennifer Aniston's character learns while she's on the plane talking to Charles Cavendish that Charles Cavendish has recently been left by his girlfriend, uh, Susie Nakamura, um, who has left him for his like aged uncle. <laughs> um, uncle, is, is he Marvin or Martin? Quince, I don't know, Quince. Uncle his surname's Quince. Yeah. His surname yeah. is Quince, um, who's like, very old and decrepit. But um, also is worth $70 billion. But very rich. Um, so we see the motivation there. Uh, and so, yeah, during this bit where they're all on the, the yacht party together, um, all of the suspects and our, you know, point of view characters, uh, Terence Stamp's character appears at the top of the stairs, um, goes through all of them and says that they're all leeches and he's cutting them all out of his will because he's going to sign his will over so that Susie inherits everything. And who are the rest of these leeches? Yeah. There's Susie Nakamura, played by, I don't know her name. Played by a very attractive actress. She does not have very many lines either. Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah she was fine, though. Yeah. yeah, she's a very small character. She's kind of there to mostly, like, look cold and mysterious. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get um, the uh, the son of Terrence Stamp. I can't remember his name. David Williams. To- uh, Toby? Toby. Tobias, yeah. Tobias, yeah. played by David, is it Williams? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, he's from Little Britain, and he's also started making some children's kids books. I really liked him. Children's kids books. Children's kids books. <laughs> but, you know, the, the children's kids. kids books, you know, you for know. kids. Yeah. Um, uh, for kids. Uh, he uh, He's great in his, like, one big scene. I really yeah. liked him. He only has, like, th- again, like, three or four lines, though. Yeah. He's one of the ones that's very small. There are some characters in this mix that you get a lot more time with. Mm. Um, yeah, because mostly it's based on... Yeah, how soon they die, because quite a lot yeah. of them get picked off quite soon. Yeah. We have um, the Colonel, um, yes. the Namibian Colonel, um, played by John Carney. From- oh, is that John oh, Carney? Yeah. True. John Star Winston. of the stage. Yeah. 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 Mm. <laughs> um, He's He gets the joke about his uh, dick uh, getting blown off by Adam Sandler all the time, which is like... This is the main main ongoing joke with this joke, character, yeah. Um, yeah. which is that he's lost an eye and a hand. Well, and then... he, um, well his his reason for being on the boat mm. is because he saved um, Mr. Quince uh, from a bomb attack or something in 94. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's always accompanied by Sergio, his... Sergei, uh, Sergei. Sergei, <laughs> uh, his uh, large French bodyguard. Um, I don't think he who was doesn't French. speak. Yeah. yeah, I think he was French because he was supposed to ha- the French inheritance law part was about him. No, it wasn't about what? him. 
He was yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like they were say, he was saying that okay. No, he was that was around the colonel and um his wife. No, 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 no. But the, but when the that, okay, so at one point earlier on, Jennifer Aniston is talking to uh, Serge, who's not speaking, and the colonel interrupts to say like, ah, you know, he actually works for me, but he could be rich himself. But he's one of sixteen children. Um, but because he's French, you know how French inheritance law works, of course. And she's like, what? His name and he's is like, Sergey Radjenko. He's not French. He's Russian. No. Well, or then why is it? He's look. E- the French inheritance law is part of that. Anyway, he's Eastern European. Um, uh, they in I'm terms of look this up because they, they otherwise how did that make part make any sense? In terms of that seed being dropped, that was actually one of the things that I wasn't expecting to get reincorporated so skillfully, mm-hmm. um, because you find out that at the end, oh, I don't know if I can explain it uh, that well, but it was around like. Um, siblings uh getting uh money right yes we'll, uh, we'll, yeah we'll, we'll explain it later <laughs> yeah but, we'll get through um, the rest of the cast um who else we got uh Cass, have you found it i'm just reading through this plot synopsis well right, we also well, get juan carlos um we one carlos who is a race car driver um Formula One race car driver, and he his kind of gag is that he doesn't understand English, um, English except for like Formula One terms. Yeah, um, and this actor I really liked. He was he's, like he's very he's cute good. and charming, and he's yeah. just like the beautiful idiot kind of like his yeah. Um, so whenever bad news is like announced, he's like cheering along because he doesn't understand. And he's and... he's the godson of Mister Quince. Mm. Yeah. And... Um, because his father was lost his legs in an accident with him. Yeah, uh, it's just like a bit of motivation that you find <laughs> out uh, yeah. in the background. I feel like we've got. Is there one more that we're missing? I think that's it. Is that it? Oh, and then um, the Maharaja, which um, We'd already mentioned, yeah. mentioned before. Um, so that's our cast. Yeah, characters. that's our that's our sort of rogues gallery, I guess. Of suspects. I wanna mm. I wanna find this thing because I'm sure that All they said right. he was French. He was not <laughs> French, but okay. Um, anyways, so they are all cooped up in this like big luxury boat, and um, uh, Terrence Stamp's character Malcolm Quince, you know, basically denounces all of them from from his will, and um, pledges to um, uh, have Susie inherit all of it, his new bride or his new. Is about mistress. To be yeah, I don't know if they're quite married just yet. Ah, uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. And then uh, she she's got a large ceremonial dagger that's been brought out for reasons. Um, well, I don't like quite a, remember a, why. It's like a family heirloom. It makes yeah. absolutely no sense why she is just holding the ceremonial <laughs> <Yeah>. dagger. <laughs> she just has it. And know? then the lights click off. And... Well, just, uh, well, he's about oh, to yeah. sign the deed to everything to to Susie. And just as he's about to sign the dotted line, the lights um, are killed, and so is he when he, the lights come <laughs> back on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we get, it's like moments like this where there's like a big, like, serious thing has just happened, and then they try to, like, subvert the tone by the colonel, like, is like, oh, I should remove the dagger, and then, like, tugs at it. And then Adam Sandler's like, no, no, you shouldn't remove it. So he puts it back in where they like try to like feed in a little bit of comedy where the seriousness of the situation isn't really respected. It's weird though, because I think it kind of makes sense because then it muddles up the fingerprints on the dagger. Like, 
that yeah i mean in this instance it 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 works okay there's other moments where someone has just died like and then like adam sandler and jennifer anderson are back in the hotel room like tasting like little morsels being like oh yeah this is so nice (laughs) or like laughing about people having sex which we'll get to in a bit um where the the seriousness just completely drops away and then it's just a bit of an anecdote there is no trauma from like i mean i understand maybe like as a police officer adam sandler's character might have seen a bit of death whereas jennifer aniston is a hairdresser she should be probably a bit more traumatized from seeing multiple people die in front of her but you know it's a comedy what do we think about jennifer aniston because I really liked her I in this like role. Her a lot in she's this good role. in this. She was yeah. magnetic. Yeah. <laughs> she really, she, well, she's already got like a baseline of relatability, but she kind of mm. brought this hairdresser to life. Yeah. Like, I really felt like, yeah, I think it's a fairly thinly scripted character mm. in a lot of ways, but yeah. I think she sort of makes up for makes up for that um, with her own charisma um, and being well suited to this character, which yeah, is great. I, I think yeah. like, the way she plays excitement is really like lovely. Mm. <laughs> like mm. she's. Yeah genuinely excited about being in this murder mystery and and um yeah and and she nails her dramatic moments later on as well so Mm. i really enjoyed her and i was like damn jennifer you did that like (laughs) yeah and she was the one like because i did whenever it cut back to those guys it kind of dropped off for me a little bit i wasn't as invested and she was the one holding it up whereas the soundliness of it all um (laughs) didn't really work for me like yeah. he he's, he works it works on paper as him as a schlub and like their marriage is failing but um i just wanted way less of him and way more of the murder mystery yeah, I will also just be, i think and i think the film also knows that she's more likable yeah um and she gives her they give her a lot of like winning moments it's just mm. we never really love his character that much yeah and mm. and the moments i love i like his character is like through her really like yeah. when, mm. when she sees that he's changed something for her and it's mostly you know he's motivated by her and that's that's how it works for me nothing he does by himself is really like oh i like you yeah uh, and there's always something there's a, an inherent kind of like aggressiveness to adam mm. sandler as an actor which i think can be quite like off-putting at least i find for me also, yeah. Um, yeah this is also the same year he dropped uncut gems and, you know but... he just wanted a break he just wanted to have a trip um and i hear the shoots are amazing yeah, apparently um, every adam sandler film is like the most fun to work on yeah, everybody yeah. has a great time and i can see that i can imagine so yeah. this would be a lot of fun to make i guess with the ca- character as well he's meant to be a fuck up for a lot of it also, he's like hiding he's you know not being where, honest like, i mean he's not like the most handsome dude but like when people were like i want to fuck him during the whole uncut gems thing, I'm like, no, no, absolutely not. <laughs> he was more attractive here than he was in uncut gems, and he's not even attractive here. And here he's having ongoing jokes about like his <laughs> own like insecurity about his looks, like yeah, specifically his chin and like how it <laughs> he should look fine. Be done, yeah, exactly. I feel like Adam Sandler has always just looked like a normal person. Yeah, um, yeah. but cute. we just don't see so many normal people in films, which yeah. makes him look at least attractive by proxy. Oh no, he's like not ugly. He's just like he's fine. Yeah, yeah. He's fine. yeah. 
But that's the thing. I guess it's like that. Uh, I was saying this to James when we were watching it. That like Jennifer Aniston is an example of like she's always cast as girl next door as like your classic like normal looking person, despite the fact that Jennifer Aniston is like a very like very beautiful woman. Yeah. Like, mm. But well, she I... just has a different type of like looks to her that she doesn't feel like she would ever play. A, I don't think she ever plays like glamorous. People. And just how she reads on screen of that yeah. relatability. I but think, I think that's I yeah. think the way she acts is very girl next door. Yeah, mm. but there's uh, but that's other thing where it sets up our like expectations for how like a normal person looks as opposed yeah. to like <laughs> we're like oh, of course Jennifer Aniston a woman of average attractiveness <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah that's of course Adam Sandler looks like terrible next to her and it's like he's a, he's just normal looking he would well, look normal in any other context to me it was just like I don't know I just felt like they looked like a couple that I mean yes Jennifer Aniston is attractive but like. I never thought that he was batting that much higher, like, looks-wise. Yeah. I was just mm. like, they're both, like, not middle-aged, but, like, I guess middle-aged. They're, pro- they're both middle-aged, yeah. I'd say, at this point. Yeah, yeah and it wasn't, like, a, a, a yeah, totally unbelievable, like, uh, yeah. what is it, like, what are the examples? Like, Julia Roberts is a, um, a moon... As a moon. I would love to see Julia Roberts as, a as moon. the moon. Julia Roberts um, as the moon. But I, I felt like who they cast um, around them in terms of the murder mystery crew that were incredibly attractive. That all of those jokes oh, yeah, of like, absolutely. oh my gosh, you look so beautiful even when you're dying. Like all of that yeah. stuff landed still yeah. really well. Yeah, even... it's just funny when you think about it from a like objective perspective and go like, actually, like Jennifer Aniston is definitely not like an average looking woman. No, but yeah, but, um, yeah, it's but yeah funny. She, was, she was very charming in this film, and um, yeah, I don't know, like she was always really good in Friends, balancing the comedy and the dramatic stuff because she had the most dramatic stuff in Friends as well. So it's mm. good to see her kind of do that. And I'm sorry, Jennifer, I'm not gonna um check out the morning show. But it was nice seeing you here. <laughs> where, are, where are people at with the morning show? I thought that that was, like, some people love it. It's I think the one with the, her and Rich, well, right? Well, from what I hear, the first couple of episodes are kind of rubbish, but it really picks up and mm. becomes, mm. like, quite a good, solid show towards the end. Because just this role, I was like, damn, I need to see more of her work. Like, uh, I haven't seen her big, like, other Hollywood films. Like, she hasn't tried to make too many of those. She's really good in um, Friends With Money. But, right, but her supporting cast is like Frances McDormand and Catherine Keener and Joan Cusack. So like, but she's oh, wow. still really good. Mm. Yeah, that yeah. sounds good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I might. I mean, I might give morning a show a go. I got nothing but but time. <laughs> uh, what else about this film that uh, stood out for people? Um. Should we clarify this French law thing? What, did yeah, you well, find an I answer? Can't, there's not an, so uh, unsurprisingly, there isn't a huge <laughs> amount of content on the film Murder Mystery Online, <laughs> and its Wikipedia plot summary does not in- include this entire scene. But what I'm saying Wait, is what happens in that scene... Wait, are you telling me there's no subsection about the French inheritance You mean that French inheritance law on Wikipedia doesn't have a as seen in the Netflix film <laughs> Murder Mystery section? Doesn't um, have a footnote? <laughs> but... What, how I recall that scene being is there's that point where the colonel and Sergey yeah. are being interviewed by Jennifer Aniston, and Jennifer asks, I don't remember her character's name, asks, Audrey, um, Audrey. Audrey asks um, 
yeah, the colonel about like, uh, you know, something about Sergei and he explains like, oh, yeah, no, you know, like he works for me, but he could have been really rich in his own right, except that he is one of 16 children. And because of the way French inheritance law works, as you would know, like he would only get, you know, like the, the fortune would be divided up evenly between them all, which is how they, they seed French inheritance law as a thing. So unless he's not French, unless he's French, I don't understand how that makes sense. I don't know. I think we're overthinking this point. <laughs> The the whole reason why that comes back though is um, because they're where they are on their cruise boat, their cruise ship. It turns out that that's French waters when it gets kind of announced with the will, um, and that yeah. So that which means basically the rules of French law is to prevent men from leaving all of their fortune to their mistresses because that would happen a lot in France um, if left unchecked. <laughs> which to be honest, <laughs> seems likely. Um, yeah. The the French inheritance law is that all your money will go equally to your descendants automatically um, and so because we as we discover grace ballard is actually the secret daughter mm. of um uncle quince she um, teams up she with and toby. toby the other son um team up to kill him not thinking that they're gonna have it divided equally between the two of them but then of course she double crosses him and kills him yeah, yeah. so we get the section once malcolm um dies malcolm quince dies um and, and Jennifer Aniston is just like, it's always, he's got the most to lose because he's the son. And it mm. gets upended. Also, in this scene where they're discussing this, it's a beautiful shot because, like, the lights have gone out. <laughs> it's, like, some they, nice cinematography. They, like, bathed in blue and red light. And I was like, <laughs> okay, auteur, like, who's this bitch? I thought throughout, like, I guess it's because it's Netflix and Adam Sandler, like, he's got the money. They're, like, the, the film looks a, a lot yeah, nicer than like, a lot. Of this other ilk, pretty pretty slick. <laughs> There's like the mansion they go to at the very like the last oh. section. They go to like a mansion on Lake Como or somewhere, yeah. and it is like this beautiful set with like big vine covered walls. I was like, James, look at this house, and I he know. wasn't looking, so we had to rewind Netflix so I could show him <laughs> it, the outside it of the rivaled house. the Knives Out mansion. You know, yeah. very different type of glamour. Yeah. but like I'd like to just put forward a, a spectrum um, of like of of uh, murder mystery films uh, in the last couple of years, um, and just just so you get an idea of where this might place for for at least me uh knives out i think is like the absolute kind of peak of films like beautiful mansion beautiful art design great performances beautiful um, gowns beautiful, beautiful gowns. gowns lovely gowns. but then on the other side is murder on the orient express ken branner's version which just like is trying to work but it just doesn't work and right I in the middle is murder mystery i like this better than murder on the orient express feet ken brand i yeah i guess so but i kind of i don't know i just i guess i'd like the murder mystery too much to not care them i, I would fun. say that i i could imagine like if you're doing a, pro- a scale of all murder mystery films that have come out in the last five years okay then there will probably be something that is way worse that we just haven't seen yeah, well, true. There's got to be something yeah, worse. Yeah, yeah, Because I would not... say that even Murder on the Orient Express, which I didn't, I did not like yeah. the Kenneth Branagh version of Murder on the Orient Express. Especially, but it still like, has, tell me. Yeah, yeah, the bit where he's shouting and he's pointing the also, gun at himself at the end. Michelle Pfeiffer <laughs> snatches her wig. Like that's all you need to know. <laughs> so good. But like, yeah, the the the. the there's probably something a lot worse. There are still fair. cool bits within that, even though there were like, let's put chase scenes in it, and I'm like, why are there chase scenes let's, in Poirot? Yeah, what are we got, doing? Let's here? cast Josh like, Gad. You have, like, Olivia Coleman like, waiting on Judy Dench? Like, come on now. <laughs> True. Yeah. Although yeah. Like, didn't... I would say there's definitely... There were mm. fun elements of it. It doesn't have yeah. a patch on the oh, 70s yeah, Judy... version for me. Yeah, but, you 100%. know. Like, 
Okay. The, the 70s version actually had really good performances. The 70s version is great. Oh, 70s is amazing. Ingrid Bergman won a supporting actress Oscar for her ah. role in Moon on the Orient Express, which, a role which was not on the new one. They replaced the Swedish like maid character with a Spanish one, played by Penelope Cruz. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I guess what I'm trying to emphasize is that murder mystery? I'd, I'd fuck with Save that. it for the end. <laughs> <laughs> We're not bagging and biffing you. All right, all right. Um, it's only been an hour of conversation. So, as, I, as I was saying, um, the obvious suspect, as they would discuss, would be, well, because he doesn't have a... How come they didn't discuss the wife as as the obvious suspect? Well, I guess you, she, the she white, was the getting, she was already getting the money. Had he signed it? Yeah. So obviously yeah. she didn't, she he wasn't going to benefit from she wanted his him death. To yeah. So the person who would benefit the most was David Williams' character, Toby. And yeah. Then he, and at that time, they don't know that Grace is the yeah. secret child. So they yeah. I think that he's the only child. And mm. then he's the second person who dies. And then from that, they get pulled into like this investigation where we meet um, Inspector... Uh, French French guy. guy that both of us thought was going to be Vincent Cassell, but then it yeah. turned out he wasn't. But he it's does, a, it's a he poor does man look quite Vincent a lot Cassell. like him. Yeah. <laughs> and his name is Danny Boone. <laughs> Danny Boone? Is that the actor? Or the... Yeah, yeah, the actor's called uh, Danny Boone. Danny Boone. Danny Boone's um, a good he, name. Danny Boone. Danny Boy. Well, he took it from Daniel Boone. And he's actually French, so I'm just like, how do you, Danny, how do you say that? In Danny Boone. Danny Boon. Danny Boon. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, can you just stand over here, please? When I say it, just sounds just... Japanese. <laughs> Danny Boon. <laughs> it's just so weird. Just like what? Also, getting your stage name from Daniel Boon is. Okay, Daniel Boon is already a good name. Yeah. <laughs> Who is Daniel Boon? What's? I think I'm thinking like of American... Daniel Booth, like Killer of Lincoln. It's like Ameri- That's John Booth. Oh, there we so go. John, John Wilkes Wilkes Booth. Booth. Yeah. All right, all right. Daniel History Boone, lesson. Daniel Boon is. Like an American He's like a legend, Davy right? Crockett style yeah. guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Wait, so his name was Daniel Boone, or like no, his he name took... is a different mo- name. Oh, like a so he name. just was like, like I'm gonna like choose this, this American folk hero, and then I'm gonna yeah. shorten it, and I'm gonna make that my name. Right. It's, and his Danny is D A N Y as well. It's not even two N's. That seems more French. Yeah. Mm. Danny. Yeah. Danny. Danny Boone. <laughs> um. So yeah, he's he's pretty good. He's yeah. Right. yeah. He he's good. he. Yeah. Interviews the he can blow perfect smoke rings, a la Gandalf. Um, I will say the smoke rings look very CGI. Very <laughs> that's that's one of the worst, uh, the most Netflix things about. But this. there's <laughs> there's a nice moment where the first time that he does it, they're like in wonder, and then Sergey like puts his hand through it, and Adam Sandler's like, "Ah, oh, yeah, you can't do that. Oh, what oh, are you, you doing?" Ruined it. Oh. <laughs> and it's those small bits of observation that um, I don't. He he believes that um, Jen and uh, Adam. Those two uh, layabouts uh, were the killers. He's like, yeah. you're a fucking liar, bro. And so he says, you're lying to your wife. You he's are discovered a that he's not really a detective. Uh, how do you say cop on the beat? Uh, and uh, and he's like, well, if you're lying about that and how you're do you dirt say stop poor, this bit. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he says. Uh, then he um, he believes that that's their motivation. Um, yeah. And it's funny because it seems like the rest of the people on board also think that the suspects are Nick and Audrey mm. because 
you know, it was like the Americans, they were the, the outlier. This is why like, uh, my, you know, one of our original theories as while we're watching the film is like, oh, maybe it's everybody because it yeah. would make sense for like, if everybody in the family had been plotting to kill these first two people yeah, um, for like Charles Cavendish to like, sort of, you know, pick someone on the plane, somebody that could come in and be their fall guy. Um, mm. And hooking these Americans is like the perfect people to, to be set up. Um, yeah. yeah. Which makes sense. Cause it makes more sense than the actual thing that happens, which is that he just meets <laughs> her on the plane and invites like, I was waiting for the moment where it was like, ah, this is his plan all along and inviting them to the yacht. But that is not a part yeah. that's going to get no. explained. <laughs> and they have a choice between going on the bus or going on this yacht. Yeah, and it's like a tour bus with like screaming kids. And, and like, they make the call to yeah. go American to the... American tourists. Yeah. <laughs> They make the call like, okay, let's go on the bus. They see it. It's terrible. And then they're like, wait, let's change our mind. And thankfully, Charles is still just hanging out by the car. with this nice movie magic. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Effortless. Anyways, the next person who dies is Sergei. Yeah. Yeah. So he's taken the two, uh, the couple into his hotel room. He's like sent them a message and got them to meet meet them in his hotel room so he can tell them all a serious story. Yes, Mm. he's never spoken before this, but um, he when they're in the privacy of his hotel room, he tells them this big story about how like the colonel, his employer, um, harbors this revenge that he wanted to take against um, Uncle Quince because. Quince stole his uh, girlfriend his and fiance, like yeah. yeah his fiance um, during the time that he was in a coma after from he like saving. from saving his life <laughs> yeah from saving the, um, Malcolm Quince yeah and so this is the point where we discover that um, Quince had this wife who died at childbirth and her, the, the, su- uh, the, the son died the son her, the, she was bearing apparently died as well. Which, um, so from my calculations, this child was born in 1995. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Which I was like, hmm, okay. Yeah, I'm like, this is a, we go back to Terrence Stepp and think about how he would have looked in 95 yeah. as well. I'm well, like, thank God they didn't do the Marvel, like, I guess, younger looking look, thing. You know, men never, like, <laughs> yeah. men yeah. can have children at any time in their life. True. Like. I thought that this is a big dump of exposition, and this actor handled it really well. It kind of worked for me, yeah. Yeah, I was I like, did enjoy when I he started he doing is, an impression but... of the colonel, and they were like, "Oh god, now he's doing impressions." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt attacked. Yeah, um, so, <laughs> but that's okay. But then he gets killed through like three gunshots um, when he was gonna open the door because someone was, you know, outside. Yeah, he was gonna open the door to his hotel room, and instead he was greeted by three shots. Um, unfortunately for Jen and Adam, his big old body blocked the door mm. from getting opened, so they had time to like sneak out of 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 the room and yeah, you know, climb mosey- over the window ledge. Yeah, and mosey on over to the a spare room, and on the way there, they see the kind of flossing. So he must have not done it, you know. Yeah. This film also reminded me that there's those flossing kind of things that like come in a little hoop, and then I was like, "Shit, I gotta buy me one of those." Jen's like <laughs> flossing real hard at the start, and I'm like, "Ah, that's a good way to keep my teeth clean because I hate winding around my fingers." You know, it's just a small it's note. Great. It's good to know. It's a little James's flossing habits. All... I know you guys have been really like yeah. worried sick there's about also, James's oral health. <laughs> there's also a little reminder from people that you can floss too hard, uh, which is what Jen's doing because she's stressed. And I was like, "That's a good point. You gotta look after our teeth." Don't floss so hard, Jen. Uh, <laughs> Great. <laughs> so the colonel uh, doing his teeth. 
Um, and then they go into another one, uh, another room, and yeah. um, they hear some ruckus at the door, so they hide yeah. under the bed. Who is it? It's Grace and the Maharaja. And they're um, having some nookie, or trying to. Yeah. yeah. But it's, he cannot get it up. Yeah, mm. it's like clearly or he like... he gets it up too fast. <laughs> yeah, they're... Oh, the... <gasps> yeah. Did he come quickly? <gasps> is that what it was? I think that's I just, what it's yeah. supposed to be. Oh, yeah. I thought he just couldn't get it up. Okay. No, it's like they're going yeah. at it, and then suddenly he's like, oh. He came uh, in his pants. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. Let's just chat. And she's like, oh, I'm going to go downstairs. Grace's way of getting herself uh, into it is just calling herself and just saying that she's, she's so like, beautiful. Grace, you're not aging at all. And this is like my theory towards the end when they were talking about the mother. I was like, so Grace is the mother. She just has a lot of plastic surgery to look young. <laughs> oh. That was what my theory was because she yeah. was like, she was like, call me Grace, call me, like, whatever, like, This is another old. side note as well. I'm like, so if she was born in 1995, that's then why I'm would saying. she be worried about having wrinkles? Because, yeah, exactly. That's what like, I was I'm thinking. Sorry, I was like, I'm sorry, but you'll be tw- it means you're 25, like, she 23 was. when this was shot. Like, yeah. <laughs> they really should have gone back and double-checked these dates after yeah, they cast 19... the actors. Look, <laughs> even five years earlier would have made sense to me. But just make like... it 1985. Like, yeah, that would right? make perfect sense. Yeah. So what, what Cass is talking about is it turns out that the, um, the son that died, or uh, they thought died, isn't a son it was a daughter and yeah grace which i think we have we have oh we have covered that yeah cool um but yeah but just looking about like there's a few plot holes that don't really stick out until you start going through them with a fine-tooth comb as we are doing now (laughs) yeah but but by and large it's pretty breezy and yeah sergey's body is found and mr danny boone is convinced it is still jen and i was about to say jen and audrey (laughs) <laughs> it's Jen I mean, and Adam. let's just say like would this film be better if there were two jennifer anistons i say yes, yes. yeah <laughs> or if it's her and courtney cox running around you know like yeah. i'd watch that um uh and then is that when the detective like makes a big call out on the television he's on the call yeah. he's just like he's been lying and he is not a really a detective yeah. Um, and he says it in French, and the guy translates first, and then he just says it in English, and so Jennifer's and then like, he says well. it in Spanish as well in the background, <laughs> just um, so everyone knows. So she's yeah. very sad that her husband's been lying to her um, for many Which, years, apparently. Right? But also, how like so they are the most wanted people in Europe at the moment, and this was a time pre-coronavirus. So, um, so the waiter who translates for them. Just never calls the cops. None of yeah. the people on the He's street just like, never oh, calls the cops on them. Yeah, you guys are really wanted by the government. Yeah. Mm. Just daring yeah. like I think some cop we do see some cops arriving at the end when they're leaving, yeah, but I think that's yeah. for the body rather than yeah. trying to find them. But yeah, they have an argument and Jorn <laughs> Jen storms off. Yeah, she's um, done. And then she gets picked up by Luke Evans. Mm. Because reasons there's, oh no he was he was like oh i got you into this mess i get you out which i guess there's never a real threat that she's going to like of like the other man like luke evans is never really oh. gonna be another option for her not because i mean they totally could be together but the film doesn't present that no as... which i like kind of it's just like it's not about that it's yeah mm. it's it's just, it's like, just like, like kind of they're yeah, gonna it's more just like problem. she finds him like sexy, but she's not yeah. gonna like cheat on her husband. And it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's his flaws. It's Adam's character's flaws that are like, yeah, you know, and insecurities that come up. Like, she it was never an option for her. So yeah, mm. yeah, which I like. Yeah, 
uh, we get what what happens after that? Um, uh, she gets driven off, uh, and then he turns he's, up in the library. They st- he stops the car in the middle of like right. a small town, and is like, "I just have to go see my lawyer about something." Also, and she's like, "That sounds very suspicious," and he's like, "Ha I know." And then he just leaves. So they they go from Monaco to Italy, and they never check the passports, like the passengers. Oh the, yeah, because her mm. passport has been confiscated by the the detective. But also Jennifer Aniston, the most wanted fugitive in yeah. Europe is in the car. <laughs> She's right maybe there. Just like, maybe just like, like you know, like crouch down and like put his like legs on the They just on didn't the think about that. Yeah. yeah. And then he just like threw some money to the border police or something. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just actually, this whole film was actually a statement against the corruption of the Monaco Police Department. <laughs> yeah. Um, he leaves, and then she discovers um, uh, Japanese like headache pills. Claritin. 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 Yeah. Um, so which... it's for it's like a, a what's it called? Um, hay fever medication. Yeah, which indicates that um, Susie, who um, Jennifer Aniston had talked about it, in the only the past. exchange that they'd had is that Susie sneezed one time, and uh, Jennifer offered her some Allegra, Allegra. which is like off-brand Claritin. I'm guessing. I mean, this is all these medicine jokes went over my head. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and she was like, ooh, gross. So that doesn't work. And she's like, I know, right? And then she just turns away and is cold. Mm. Um, so She deduces from this that like um, that Susie and um, Luke Evans, uh, Charles Cavendish, are working together. Mm. Because, or like they they're were, still together in some yeah, way. Yeah, they were once betrothed and they conspiratorially um, made this whole elaborate plan to kill, what's his face, Malcolm. Mm. Quince and, and Malcolm, Adam. that's what it is. Yeah. I was thinking like, Martin is what I was thinking. <laughs> Malcolm is much more stately in Patricia. Malcolm so, is yeah. much better. Mm. Yeah. Um so anyway. yeah, she realizes that they're probably in league. Um and yeah. so runs into the library at the same time that um Adam, Adam Sandler, who's been because tracking he... Susie with a device. He <laughs> question mark. They do like this jump scare where Adam like says her name like really weird, like Audrey, uh, <laughs> just to make you jump a little bit. And it's the weirdest line delivery. But she punches him because she yeah. thinks it's somebody jumping out. They're in the library, and we get an incredible callback to a classic '90s film, The Mummy, um, with. Um, I don't know if this was a callback. This was a callback. <laughs> uh, the the most seamless callback. I was floored. Um, where Those uh, references. Yeah. Uh, Those they, intentional references. They knock, there's like a guy with a gun, and so they knock over um, bookshelves, um, and we get that beautiful domino effect. I never not get tired of seeing books get asunder because as i fam- famously <laughs> i hate asunder. books um yeah okay mr fahrenheit 451 yeah yeah get I, I want to see them ruined i want to see them wrecked <laughs> especially in a systematic and domino style um best part of the movie so far um and then someone's <laughs> someone's chasing them someone chases them um they're in a is this person in the mask no, no yeah yeah, yeah, yeah this is the so. master yeah. assassin yeah he chases yeah. them and uh, we don't know who it is. We have all our suspicions. And I think I think they see that it's... Um, what's her face? Well, we see... Um, Susie. Susie. Yeah. Yeah, we see Susie running through the streets of Como. And um, they're like, it's her. It's her. So they run after her. And they run into Juan Carlos as well. And they're like, where's Susie? And there's some comedy about, you know, lost in translation stuff. Who cares? And all three of them chase after Susie. 
Yeah. Oh, at and one they... point also, Adam Sandler speaks in Latin to him because Adam Sandler had already established that he studied Latin at high school for his language because his Latin teacher was hot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he understands the Latin, uh, which I'm like, I mean, honestly, cool. <laughs> it's kind of a good, pretty probably, good gag. <laughs> probably truthful. Like, yeah, like yeah. probably take languages for hot teachers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they chase Susie's there she's like I hate you I don't remember what she says uh, and she gets she's like, I'll explain <laughs> she gets a poison dart in her throat right in her throat the most so vulnerable area so she's not the assassin after all what now uh, I'm just thinking about so then as she's you know what ex- what she's running from though? as she's expiring Jennifer Aniston is crouched over and is trying to get her to, to sign charades. language out yeah what she's trying to say. Okay, so what is she trying to say? But I don't know what she was trying to say. So she's doing like a claw thing. A claw and then like an eating Eating thing. food? Yeah. Uh... I feel like that's... <laughs> like there's moments of the film that feel very improvised and it felt like that, but... Yeah, I feel like they didn't give her a script of what she riffing. was supposed to be saying. And it was like, just make something up. Do something <laughs> with your there's hand. Nothing, it's not like... A, you know, sometimes in murder mysteries, the details come back and then like, later on you're like, oh, it all makes sense. So, so she was talking about this, but I have no idea what she so was So what doing. does Susie know at that point? She knows that the murderer is Grace. Yeah? No. Then why is she trying to say? What does she know? She doesn't necessarily know anything. She's trying to say that she's not the murderer. Like, she wasn't in part of the murder. Then why are you doing yeah. a claw hand, she's girl? She's saying that I don't she know. was just in the library to eat some soup. <laughs> I just want to... And then my gun went off. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, what happens? There's a like- there's a run after the master assassin. Um, yeah. Adam Sandler trips... And then he's all good. He falls into some plates and he throws a big old plate at that uh, masked, face. The masked individual. Who the mask cracks. cracks. Big old smash on the head. Gets on yeah. a motorcycle. Rides yeah. away. And then rides away. And then, you know, like, uh, they're on their way to the big mansion. Yeah, so at this point, um, like, uh, Audrey and Nick have discovered, like, they've decided they've worked out what the killer was. And their was, theory was, is it that Cavendish. it was Cavendish and Susie working together um, yeah. to, like, you know, th- knowing that if they killed him at the will signing... She would get like, the money. Either she'd get the money if he'd already signed it, or he'd get the money, like, as his only surviving heir once they killed Toby. Yeah. Because um, he's the nephew. Um, and so they're like, oh, okay, great, they call together, the but chief then, like, of police. Cavendish has double-crossed Susie, so we're going to go after him, and yeah. police, come to with us, and we'll show you how we didn't do it. Yeah, so we're all heading towards the same place. Yeah? I don't know. It's very convoluted. But it's convoluted. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, just let it wash over you. Basically, they end up in the mansion trying to catch out Cavendish, but surprise, he's dead. With some beautiful milk just dribbling out of his mouth. But actually, that's not milk. That's his Come. insides. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, because so he's, he's been sleeping dead. with his hobbit friends. Um, um, what? <laughs> isn't that the story? Or was what? It, isn't Lee Pace, you know... It's they... Lee Pace and Richard Armitage. They've been allegedly hooking up in the set of The Hobbit. I didn't say it, but it's alleged, okay? Don't comfort me. Okay. Well, oh, I thought Luke was involved somehow too. Was he in The Hobbit? I don't think so. Oh. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, anyway, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll cut this out. How no, alleged no, is alleged? I feel bad. Oh, no. Well, I mean, I think it's pretty common, but, like, they haven't, you know, said it out and out, so I don't want to get sued. True. <laughs> don't come for <laughs> us, Lee. Don't come for us, Lee and Richard. <laughs> 
Uh, and then uh, they have they get dressed up. He steals the clothes of Chris. I mean, no, not Chris. Whatever the the boy, this old boy, uh, Cavendish. Cavendish. Uh, Adam Sandler decides to dress Chris? up like Cavendish. Who the fuck is Chris? Luke has a brother Charles, called Chris. Uh, <laughs> oh, Luke Evans and Chris Evans. Is that the yeah. point you were trying to make? No. He no. wasn't trying to make a joke. He forgot the name Charles. <laughs> no, I was going to say Luke and then I said Chris. Um, are they, rela- Chris they are related, right? Chris and Luke. They, no, he's Welsh. Oh. Why did I think that? They have the same last name. <laughs> yeah, they look completely different. It's a pretty normal last name. My brain name. was like, those boys don't look the same. That's weird oh that they're related. <laughs> wow. So this is the cursed part of the episode. <laughs> yeah. So Adam, Adam Sandler also gets cursed because he dresses up in a corpse's uh, outfit. Yeah, what the fuck? He just camped with a body. I don't know why that... I guess just because they okay. want them to have a James Bond moment at the end, so they yeah. need to dress so them in evening wear. So what they do is, like, they've told the police that they know who the killer is. Um, and once they see that Charles is, is dead, they're like, damn it, we don't know who the actual killer is. Mm. Because they thought it was Charles. And they were like, let's just act confident and we'll figure it out. They have their classic, you know, the classic murder mystery reveal. Yeah, um, but also they're like, we should dress confidently. And then that's when Adam Sandler's like, I know what I'll be dressing up like. And then he looks at the dead body and the assumption is he like cl- steals the clothes off of Luke's dead corpse. Which he then makes explicit in the next scene. Which yeah. uh, is also, this is one of the things that I didn't like about this film is that there are a lot of times where there's like a really like a good gag that actually hits or like a, a funny pastiche or something that's really good that then they ruin because they explain it. Yeah, there's quite a few moments in this film where they're like, I was like, oh, that's a pretty good joke. And then before I could even finish that thought, then they would say like, and the joke is that this also, is actually... <laughs> could we just find like a nice tux in the house instead of like leaving poor Luke Evans naked and dead? I assume he's in his underwear <laughs> because Adam doesn't need to Maybe Adam get off the, his clothes. the Calvin Klein underwear as well. He'll leave that. Yeah, maybe he's just dressed in some schlubby outfit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, for some reason, the rest of the family are here. Again, I don't know why the colonel, the Maharaja, like, why are they all here? I don't know. Like, you know, there was one I moment... I looked down at my phone in the transition between these scenes, and I looked, when I looked back up, they were all sitting in the room, and I was like, hold on, have I missed yeah, something? So, Talking so of outfits, just quickly, um, there was one other moment in the film that I it struck me. It hurt me very hard. There's a, there's a moment when they first enter um, and the will signing, and Adam Sandler says, oh, you look nice sweetheart and she's like mm, yeah and like strokes his shoulders and, and i've had that exact experience from Cass. damn cold out i know i only give praise when it's you yeah no fair. <laughs> deeply relatable maybe i don't like adam sandler because he reminds me too much of me i'm just a cop on the beat guys <laughs> uh yeah sorry so yeah they're all gathered um who knows why the others are there they just got so yeah the rogues gallery of remaining alive suspects are here they could have brought the corpses too i thought you know like if it's a rogues gallery why don't we just like gather (laughs) wheel them all in why why isn't it gathered in the morgue and they can look at all the body and Um, all the people anyway we're having a poirot moment yeah Um, Yeah. so they're all gathered in the library so that they can then say 
you know, who was the killer, but obviously they yeah. are making it up. And they kind up. of find they kind of find their way through it, and they kind of find the solution. There's a dumb but... gag that so uh, it turns out that Grace has been doing a lot of these. Uh, like she was the person in the mask, um, and then they're like, ah. Oh, I remember that blow dart because you used that in the film blow dart princess or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which they pull up the weird sight gags that like kind of half work, but don't really You're like, Oh, I, I guess Adam Sandler is a big fan of her films. Um, yeah. But the big thing that they can't solve is that after this big revelation, um, Grace is actually Grace Butler. Yeah. While well, she's wearing this very fancy hat in this moment as well, which like uh, was foreshadowed because when she had just finished like the scene with the Maharaja, they leave to go down to the bar and he says, I'll buy you a hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, so she's wearing a nice exchange, hat. Yeah. In exchange for her, you know, not telling his like embarrassing, <laughs> his embarrassing moment. Ploy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but um, uh, anyway, so they make her take the hat off because they know that she will have got the scar from being uh, hit in the face with plated. the plate when yeah. she was the masked killer. And my favorite thing about this was like Jennifer Aniston's character was like, "Well, you wouldn't wear a hat with a, a freshly with freshly styled hair," and um, she's like, "How do you know that?" And she's a hair she's a hairstylist. It's like what a Makes legally sense. blonde moment. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> It yeah, works for me. me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they take the hat off and there it is. So she's, I like she's the girl who lived. Yeah. She's the scar. <laughs> I thought Gemma was serving in this scene. Um She was. She I plays th- again really nice and haughty and yeah. class. Her like, playing the villain worked quite well. I don't know if she got as much room to like play comedic. I mean she got that like weird sex scene, uh, where she's like into herself, but like in terms of being a baddie like yeah I, I thought that she played well and you know everything is you know solved and we're all good we're all good and until they have a quick moment of wait we're well, missing one thing well they thank um juan carlos and he's like uh bye no problem senorita in um, italian or spanish he, or I can't remember which language he spoke, to be honest. Yeah, uh, but we, we hear a, he It's a call and response, so he replies back to something. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they're like, hang on. Well, um, I think it's somebody, like, I think it's Maharaja, Maharaja is like, That's oh, right. like, how could you, I don't understand. How could Grace have killed Sergei when she was with me that whole time? Mm. And they're like, wait, huh? And they're like, hold on, how did Juan Carlos just know what I said when I spoke English to him even though he would have said that she doesn't speak English and they run out to where he's leaving with the cars and he's like fuck you this is for my father now I want to say like the Juan Carlos doesn't speak English plotline yeah that makes no fucking sense no because everybody else other than the two Americans have known this guy for a really long time <laughs> yeah. they're all friends with him yeah like they've also, all interacted a lot a of times con, so yeah. he's He's a European, like, race, like, champion race like, car yes, driver. Yes, of course he, he would, would know English. But, like, even, like, you know, the, the specificities of, like, modern life in Europe aside, like, all of these other characters know him. So they would all know he speaks English because he's, they speak to him. Like, it just... It's just the long con of him realizing as a young kid. Yeah, like, yeah, okay. Like at age at 10, point. he decided, I'm going to pretend I don't speak English, that at some point I can kill this man. Yeah. Like, well, anyway. when does his dad uh, have the horrible accident? Who cares? Yeah. Also, how does him being able to speak English have anything to do with the plot? 
Because he could have done that whole... He could have been an accomplice without speaking English. I think it's just oh. to pull the rug and be like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's how you get him. This comic relief. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I not. guess that's how he communicated with the actress. Yeah, but I'm like, English. she could probably speak Italian. Like, it, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Anyway, um, this is a car chase. They, they realize Juan Carlos is My is favorite joining. gag of the whole movie is, you know, like Adam gets to the driver's seat and because... They drive on the other side of the road in Europe. Mm. It's actually Jennifer who gets into the driver's seat, which she thought was the passenger seat. And so she drives the car. Yeah, that's fun. I have seen this gag before in multiple films. <laughs> yeah. He's kidnapped. Um, Juan Carlos has kidnapped the detective as well, which I guess is further motivation. Even yeah, though so they're, they're we chasing want, after um, to save the detective. What's his name? Brody? Bobby? Danny Boone. Danny. Danny. We want Danny. Danny. We want I don't Danny know back. his character's name. Man. The <laughs> detective of France. What, what is fucking Adam's character called? Nick. Oh, Nick. Oh, Nick. Which I was like, this whole time, I was like, is this a callback to Nick and Nora? Not, <laughs> not, the, <laughs> not the infinite place. The Thin Man. Oh. Nick and Nora Charles. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Because, mm, you know, they solve mysteries. He's a retired Wait, detective. are you serious? So why is Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist? Is that a reference then? I mean, I think vaguely. Like, but that why? One I don't think it is. I think yeah. it's an accident. Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. I've thought about this because I'm like, it doesn't have any sort of connection. I feel like to Nick and Nora's man, Infinite yeah. Playlist is made by somebody that wrote that script, having heard of Nick and Nora, but not having seen any of those films um, and having that, yeah. having that duo name in their head somewhere. And then they just kind of, plucked it out to use in the script and no one told them that that was an existing thing yeah that's my theory on that one embarrassing (laughs) (laughs) just like the film yeah Mm. and i'm like honestly like nora is a very easy name to change like it's quite specific like and it's quite dated it would make a lot more sense for her to have any other name like (laughs) you know Cass. She's Nora with an H, so clearly she was named after Nora Jones. Nora. <laughs> that girl in Nick and Nora would have coronavirus with picking up that gum off the thing. Everybody, he- <laughs> all the kids in that film would have coronavirus, James. Did you hear about that TikToker that was like licking toilet bowls and now he has coronavirus? It's like, yeah, yeah. duh. He should, be yeah. Su- he should be happy to get something worse. Yeah. <laughs> he probably does, but you yeah. Know. Mm. Uh, they're chasing. Um, it's a pretty good chase. Like, I was disappointed by the Formula One um, drive at halfway through the film, but this, you know, it, it was reasonably pretty well shot. Like, the camera's panning around Jen as she drives. Yeah. Um, they force, kind of, Jen forces, um, bumps into into the cop car, and, and you know, they he drives into the statue. And, yeah, you know, I don't know. Um, and that's how it ends. It's the end. Well, we, Adam, we Adam comes out and uh, Juan like punches him in the face, and you think well, yeah, he was he was faking it out, like so he was yeah. helping Danny Boone out of the car, and then once he gets back in, he punches. Um, sorry, um, what's his face? Nick. Juan Carlos was playing possum and punches Nick. And, and then... you think it's gonna be this whole another fight? Um, and Adam like rears back, and Juan Carlos like steps into the middle of the road. And say some insult or something or other. And uh, then he gets uh, hit by the bus, the tour bus from before. And it's a you good know, gig. It's a pretty good remember gig. Remember me? Yeah. I'm back, bitch. It's me, the tour bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then and then Jane says, oh my gosh, it's that tour bus from before. And I'm like, we know. We, <laughs> we know it's the tour know. bus. <laughs> we didn't have to have you tell us that. Yeah. Mm. Could have had an iconic Mean Girls moment. Hmm. Anyways, I mean, everything, you know, ends up 
howdy doody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, that was pretty cool. What a great anniversary. Um, yeah. Yeah, they have a nice, sweet kind of moment. They kind of hug and kiss or something, um, Jen and Adam. Um, yeah, um, what's his face? Danny Boone is like, I'll be telling your superiors you're a great detective. Yeah, and then they drive away on the Orient Express. They're sitting in where's, the Orient. Where's her promotion? I know. Yeah. <laughs> detective slash hairdresser. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, detective hairdresser is very... Because, I mean, like, you know, people like the hairdressers yeah. to be empathetic and solve problems in their lives. You yeah. come to the hairdresser and go, like, okay, so I got it. I'm going to lay it all out on the table. Yeah, absolutely. Here's mm. what's going on. Which of my flatmates has been stealing all of my, like, <laughs> all of my good biscuits? Yeah. And you can go through the, all of the evidence with her while she does your hair. She does some highlights in there. And she's also like, it's definitely Jessica. Getting the lowdown. Yeah. And her name is Harriet Maine. <laughs> what? <laughs> what this, what this, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I was trying to make hair puns, but also coming up with a nice hot boiler fiction detective name. <laughs> Harriet Maine. Step aside. What's the the other kid? Um, you know the teen kid, Harriet. Harriet the spy. Yeah, step aside, Harriet the spy. <laughs> Meet Harriet. Also, Harriet Nancy the spy was not a detective. Nancy Drew. Yeah, oh, Harriet Nancy. the spy was a spy. It's in the name. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, for a film that like I was a bit worried that uh, uh, yeah, I hear a wife kind of thing. You know the the kind of bad kind of toxic tropes of like the man does all the work and she's like oh no i'm the ingenue wife or like you have the th- the, com- the com- like uh, point of view being with the man being like god my wife just wants me to spend all this money on her and it kind of starts out a little bit like it's going yeah. in that direction and i'm very glad it did not yeah go in because that with their relationship like you were saying matt it gives her like ample like winning moments like she is mm. she gets to drive the ferrari she um she like is she has that moment where she's able to realize that the hat and the hair don't go together um it's not and we're always on her side she never really puts you know makes any mistakes because i could imagine she's always sensible i could imagine another version of this script with this couple using like the whole script as a chance for like her to realize how great her husband is yeah. when she's been underestimating him. Yeah. I feel like that's also, where a probably more traditional movie structure she, would go with it. Hmm. She yeah. doesn't have to like she all she uses is her brains, and she doesn't have to resort to her sex to using her sexuality. Yeah, to yeah. Get anything that's which true. is really cool. That's mm. good. Um, yeah. Should we just move on to Bag and Biff, guys? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Do you want to go first, James? Yeah. Um, so this. It's kind of what we've been saying in the episode, but like the first 20, 20 to 30 minutes are really bad. Um, so if you're thinking about watching this film, please push past that until um, it's... It, but even then, it's not bad, bad. It's just like... It's, kind of it's boring. It's yeah, boring. It's like, yeah. It's boring until it's you like see Charles Cavendish. It's, <laughs> they're the kind of like films that I don't really want to spend. Like if it had kept at that pace, I would have felt like I had wasted my time. It's not out and out bad it's just the exposition's a bit lazy um charles cavendish you're like oh things are picking up and then you meet the rest of the rogues gallery and you're like okay cool like this yeah they've got it sussed um and from that point on i thought it was a really um entertaining like twisty turny kind of um uh, narrative and i didn't have uh too much problem with like the weird like comedy that didn't quite land because yeah it's about it's about the uh 
the world of the thing um like who did it and there is actually a genuinely entertaining like murder mystery going on here and that's what you want from murder mysteries you want to read them once and then you're done it's relatively disposable but you feel satisfied it's like a nice little cake or tart so it's a bag for me (laughs) well i yeah i look you could do much worse on a night in or a day in or a month in than, <laughs> than watching um murder mystery it's it's light and breezy and entertaining and uh yeah it's a good time you know you, it's not gonna be studied by any cinephile no film class is going to put this in their program but it's it's fun and um it's well made it's slick it's it doesn't feel like you're watching a TV movie. Like it's mm. just, you know, if you're into murder mysteries, if you're into like interesting, uh, you know, rogues gallery of characters, like it's got all the ingredients of um, something that a murder mystery fan would appreciate, if not enjoy. So um, me being one of those, I would say it's a bag and um, congratulations, Jennifer Aniston on being great in this film. Mm. All right. Um, I'm yeah. I'm just gonna join the consensus on this one. I think it's a it's a bag for me as well. I think like yeah, I was really down on the first twenty twenty five minutes. It's I was just like oh god, it looked like it was heading into very kind of predictable rote territory. But I think if you push through that, on the other side of that, you get this really fun kind of caper. There is enough in there from a murder mystery loving standpoint that like works as a murder mystery it's not just like a comedy about murder mysteries like even though there are a lot of like flaws and logic when we come back to discuss it later Mm. most people are not going to be watching this and then recording an hour and a half long podcast (laughs) to dissect it afterwards they're just going to watch it and just enjoy it and have a good time and i think this is really a like classic sit back watch have a good time um popcorn kind of film that you know feels satisfying doesn't have anything that feels like gross or icky about it no, like we're saying no. there's no problematic elements to this film um and there's some elements to it that are quite satisfying in its storytelling yeah. um that work really well um and yeah and jennifer anderson in particular is, is a very winning performance um so yeah that's a it's a bag from me on this one as well guys nice Ooh. yeah like i mean it's still a mixed bag but it's a bag side of mixed bag yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, which which we haven't had in a while, I feel like. Yeah, yeah that's... We've been on a streak of... Well, last week's was a... a last week was bag. a true mix. Mm. But when was it? Maiden Man hadn't got full bag? We've had a few full bags. We've, yeah. Yeah, but we just... We were on a biff streak for a while. Yeah. Mm. With Treasure Planet and... Um, you know, things before Is it Avatar that? <laughs> before that? Well, Hudsucker Proxy yeah, yeah, yeah. was a full Hudsucker was oh, winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hudsucker yeah. Proxy yeah. is better than this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, not in the same <laughs> league. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, it's apples and like, oranges, right? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, if you're looking at, like, what what being a full bag, uh, what, what, what praise that confers yeah. on the film, yeah. like... If you think there are any Netflix gems that are mixed bags, send them my way. Yes, yeah, or absolutely. TVNZ On Demand gems, or any other type of, you know, like, easily accessible online viewing gems. Yeah. We would love to hear from you. The best way to get in contact is to tweet at us, at mixedbagpod, um, or you can hit us up via instagram on mixbag podcast or on our facebook page at mixbag podcast or email us at mixbagcontact at gmail.com or you could suggest it to our personal accounts because most of you are if you are our friend then you can just talk to us but some of you might not be our friends and like we want you're all future friends 
<laughs> we are now uh, also live on Stitcher, um, on uh, Apple. Uh, no, we're on Apple Podcasts for ages, but uh, there's a couple of other platforms that, like, I realized hadn't mixed bag wasn't popping up on that are now popping up. Um, so, like Google Google Play Music and stuff like that, it's all there. Uh, and don't forget to rate us on um, Apple Podcasts as well. Five stars that helps stars, bump it up. Please. Five stars. Five five. Um, we're going to be back next week. We don't know what we're talking about, so please make some yeah, suggestions. Um, yeah, I've been James. I've been Cassandra. <laughs> Are we doing? This is a new sign up. <laughs> I don't know. He just starts it. I'm, I'm, yes, just like, I'm yes ending. Yeah. <laughs> and this has been Mixed Bag. See you next week. Bye. Bye. You like those flicks? Come get your fix in a podcast called Mixed Bag.